Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 206 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Clippy. <laughs> and this episode is sponsored by Micaiah Kanegi. Thank you, Micaiah. Thanks, Thank Today we will be discussing the second half of Chapter 3 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Will and Won't. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to galumph your way through the details. Galumph. Hold on. Before you be- begin what you're going to say. Yeah. I almost had a panic attack thinking I didn't finish my notes. I had a moment of panic. I was like, <gasps> I'm glad I didn't finish my notes that you told me. Do you want to hear something crazy about this podcast? I had a panic attack like July 1st or 2nd. Like I woke up from sleeping panicking because I thought I didn't get the Felix files out on time for June. I was like, <gasps> they're going to be so mad at me. And it took me like five minutes to realize they're like I to myself. I was saying like, you put it out on Monday and it was still June. Like you're OK. See how much we but care about our craft. Oh my god. Panicking over not nothing, but <clears throat> Oh gosh. I think that either way we all would have survived if it went out on June. It would have been fine. <laughs> That's okay. This is true. All right. Well, let's go to Megan for some weekly profit news. So Tiffany actually told this to me, but she found Harry Potter on Peacock. And she doesn't think that Yay. it is like the paid version, right? I don't think so. I don't. I the last time I saw it on there, I didn't um, pay for. Things, I don't so. pay for Peacock. I have the app. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. So Harry Potter and I don't have there. like you know someone else's login. I it's not on HBO anymore. So it just really annoys me that they won't just keep it in one spot. Yeah. So you have to like sign up for Peacock, but I don't think that you have to like pay extra for just I feel like, like, like I, they have a I lot of free content on there i don't yeah. know if i signed up well but you could i, I don't know i don't know i might si- have signed up mm-hmm. i'm looking at the app now because they're on there um yeah i also actually i don't know if i talked about this last week but mm-hmm. i booked me katie and sarah all tickets to do the virtual reality experience in the new at the new york store and i'm really excited yep. about it 
<clears throat> I will say I got I'm like you booked me what? <laughs> You're I got I like, both. where are we going? <laughs> oh, we're doing both of them. Yeah, Katie is just doing the chaos at Hogwarts. I'm I just I've never done because it's VR and I didn't know that when I like said yes, can we do this <laughs> or like, yes, like I'll allow to do it and then I read it actually because I was driving in the car so my sister was just the one telling me. I was like, yeah, just tell them, sure, whatever. <laughs> and then I looked at it, and I was like, oh, it's virtual reality. I've never done virtual reality, and so... I've never done it. I don't it. think I I've have. I've never done it, like, well, like, with the new yeah, like high-tech tech awesome stuff. Yeah, like, the last mm. time I did VR, seriously, Meg, I think was at Disney Quest, when you rode, like, That's, Aladdin's carpet. Oh, my God, Aladdin's carpet. And it was so bad. That was so bad. I mean, it was fun, but it was, like... Really bad graphics. Oh man, Disney Quest. Yeah. All right. So it's been a minute. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I, like I said before, I did that one at the celebration of Harry Potter, and it was like Newt's suitcase, and that was really cool. And that was even like still five, four years ago, something like that. So yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm just nervous. Same. We'll um, get through it. But I'm also just really excited to go to the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Um. Be and cool. honestly, be in New York because I miss that city, which I never thought I would say. I know. I, too, enjoy that city. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I'm excited. I found, like, some cool bookstores I want to go to whilst we're there. Um, yeah. And I think we're going to go back to the Cauldron, which we've done before. The three of us have done before and had a lot of fun. And we might be going back there, too. So. Cool. One day Tiffany will join us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying on a different airline, so this plane's bigger? a little bit bigger. It's two and two, I believe. Oh, well, that's good. That's what we were last time. No, it was two, it was and, two, one. And, two and one. Two and one. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I just don't like small airplanes. I blame you. It was also a windstorm, which was probably correct. Yeah. Why? It just wrecked my flight. Thought I was gonna die. Anyways, it was a it was a pretty bad. It was a bad flight. Luckily, it was a short flight. Yeah, but it uh, definitely was. I think the most turbulent flight I've ever been on. It was the most. Well, the one we went the next day, ours was definitely worse. The most turbulence I've ever felt on a plane. That was scary. Yeah. Um. All right. Mm -mm. So. Make sure that you follow us on Spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Swish Flick Cast. If you would like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going, and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you'd like to send us your Potter story, any questions, concerns, etc., you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Woo! Tiffany, I have to look at you digitally again. I hate it. Not looking at you, but digitally. (laughs) (laughs) I hate looking at you. All right, I got a good one. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I want to hear your recap, cap, cap. Your recap, cap. (laughs) Your recap, cap, cap. Your recap, cap. Perfect. 
I'm actually really impressed you didn't say that, Meg, at the beginning. Because it's in your notes. I know. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I want to watch Harry Potter on Peacock. Cock, cock. Oh, my God. There <laughs> it is. Peacock. Cock. <laughs> All right. So, recap. We <laughs> are back to Harry. And he's asleep with his face against the window, even though he's kind of got, like, a really important date with Dumbledore. Doesn't really think he's going to show up, so maybe that's why... We get a glimpse into how the Wizarding World has been reacting to Voldemort being back through some newspaper clippings. Um, as I said, Harry's doubtful that Dumbledore would even show up, but he does. And we find out from him that Sirius has left everything to Harry in his will. Which is sad. I didn't know he had a will. Have they been friends long? Oh my god. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. So Harry, you know, he hates the idea of Bellatrix getting the house, but don't worry, Dumbledore has a solution to figure it all out. So, like, Creature pops over, they figure it out that, like, Harry now is a ho- house homer, a honomer. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> a homer? What? <laughs> sounded like I said homer. <laughs> He's now Homer Simpson. <laughs> Harry's now... <laughs> Because saying a house owner sounds weird. Homeowner. Yes. He owns a home now. <laughs> Why are you this way? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then Creature is told to pop out and to go to Hogwarts. Oh, God. Uh, before leaving, Dumbledore has more words for the Dursleys and tell the, tells them what's what. And then Harry and Dumbledore are off on an adventure. You still living at homeowner? <laughs> I just I want to know what you actually said. I don't know. It was a mix between home, house owner and homeowner and homer. <laughs> oh god! I don't even know. It was amazing. It was amazing. Man. Oh goodness! It was. It was amazing. Hey man! Do you remember whenever you? <laughs> My met dad's here, man. And then Homer was so sad that nobody was. He was so sad. Him. It it was it was sad, and I really hindsight. I should have went back, but. <laughs> Because <laughs> every time we looked at him, only people wanted to take pictures with Bart, who's like standing off, like twiddling his thumbs, basically, Quite literally. Like, tapping his foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor Homer. He's all right. He'll live. Okay. So, just the mention of the name Bellatrix Lestrange. Why do we say her name like that? Uh, because Jim Dale says it like that. Lestrange. Is it fun? Lestrange. It made Harry spring to his feet and the telescope and trainers that were in his lap rolled off and across the floor and he was flabbergasted by this. If you don't know what trainers are, they're shoes. The tennis shoes. The tennis shoes. They're sneakers. Yeah. Um, What? There was a word she used at the beginning of this chapter. Let me look at what it was because those are like two words that like you just don't hear a ton. Piggledy piggledy. Yeah. And flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I say flabbergasted. Higgledy piggledy is more uncommon. do you say flabbergasted? Three to four times a week. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> I was going to say something. Every Thursday <laughs> I'm flabbergasted by the behavior of the people on this podcast. <laughs> no, so... There's no way that Harry is ever going to let that happen, right? She's not going to take over. That's where we're at. And he's like, no. And he says it out loud. 
And Dumbledore is very calm. And he's like, obviously, we don't want that to happen. The situation that they're in has a lot of complications. They don't know if the enchantments that they placed on Grimald Place are going to hold now that ownership has passed from Sirius down to what they hope is Harry. And I pulled up on the good old wiki, Sirius Black's will. It was the will of Sirius Black. (laughs) And it left all the House of Black and Sirius's personal possessions to the owner's godson, Mr. Harry Potter. So, it was serious as well. (laughs) (laughs) No, but honestly, knowing that when he died, someone that was likely to be associated with Voldemort had the possibility of inheriting the Black estate just because of the relationship that Sirius had with his parents and, um, you know, the fact that he was burned off the tapestry. So at this point, before we call Creature back, we don't know if the the will went the way that Sirius wanted it to. You know, the different... I wonder if... I wonder if good old loving Walburga tried some magic in order to, like, maybe not let things pass to Sirius. I wonder if she ever did anything or tried to do some magic like that. But if she did, none of it worked. She seems the type of person who would try. Yeah, you know, I just I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know. But luckily for us, things passed down as Sirius intended. And Harry inherited the Black estate in its entirety. This means some gold, a house elf, and a house. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that, that, um, what's that movie I love? Um, Jack Frost, where he has to get, like, a house, a home to, like, live in, money so he could, like, obviously sustain himself, and then, like, I think he has to have, like, a wife and a horse. Obviously, this was made in, like, the 60s. Um, that's what makes me think of him. Like, that's what made me think of what him. What is like, Now he has a house, he's got gold, and he's got a house elf. Oh. But no horse. That's all right. Or a wife. Yeah. She's only 16. <laughs> I think we're fine. So we find out that the order has moved out of Grimald Place for the time being because of all the unknowns. And just in case someone like Bellistrix, Bellistrix, <laughs> Bellatrix came to call. But how do you find out if your enchantments still work? According to Dumbledore, there is a simple test to see. If you have a house elf, there's a simple test. But... Before we can do any of that, we have to help out the Dursleys here because Uncle Vernon is shouting, will you get these ruddy things off us? Their arms were over their heads and glasses were bouncing up and down on their skulls. The contents flying everywhere. (laughs) I love this. And Dumbledore says, oh, I'm sorry, said Dumbledore politely. And he raised his wand again. All three glasses vanished but it would have been better manners to drink it you know i love that burn he's serious very good in the scene he's not wrong so someone was talking about and i know we talked about this last episode or like the last chapter episode 
um, about when Sirius decided to like write this will, but I think that Regulus was dead before, um, like James and Lily were dead. So I wonder if he did write this, like thinking like if something happens to me, like I want like the Potters to get it. And if something happens to them, like for Harry to get it because he was the only one left. So when his mom died, he would get that house. You know what I mean? Do you think he updated it when he got out of Azkaban? No, I'm saying before he went into Azkaban. Oh. That, like, maybe he wrote, like, I want Harry because that's my godson. And he can always change it again if he, like, ended up having his own kids. But he knew before, he knew there was a war. They knew there was fighting. And if Regulus is dead, his mother, obviously, is no one's living forever. And if he's the last one, regardless of, of how long it takes her to go, he's he's the one getting the house. I don't. I don't think that that's far off from what could have happened. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about on what ep- uh, we talked about last last episode or something. Not last episode, but one of these episodes we talked about wizarding wills and how you know if we relate it back to Muggle times, Muggle war times, especially um, how you know the number of wills that people are making goes up because you are in a time of war and mm-hmm. those things seem absolutely necessary at that time Mm -hmm. living wills are a good thing um let's go you know it's hard to think about but um yeah no i don't think that you would be far off especially living wills and like having written down honestly like what what you want what you want not just like where you want your things and your possessions and all those things to go but you but if something happens and people need to make decisions they know what you want yes Megan. Um, I really like what Emily Barnett pointed out in the chat. She said surely he wouldn't have been able to officially legally update it after escaping from Owlscaban. Because oh, you know, true. so Well I wonder how I wonder legal. how it means it's official. Like he doesn't have to I wonder if it's just like one I of those f- things where like it's just written down and they like a notary. So like it legally, I if f- a notary does it, it doesn't have to be like in some building. A notary yeah, can come to your true. house and just notarize something. Because let's be honest, there was no way that anybody official at the Ministry of Magic was going to okay the fact that Dumbledore left the sword to Harry. Like that would have been nixed like way, way in the beginning whenever any, when he ever had to like take it somewhere. I don't think Wizarding Wheels worked that way. Oh, so I also like what Mia just added, and she said, I don't think there's a whole lot to this, given he was given access. He was able to access his Gringotts account after escaping. Yeah. Um, and then also Marcus they're, then said... They're just over there at Gringotts like, eh, whatever. Eh, whatever. <laughs> and then Marcus says Dumbledore could have signed off on it, possibly, because he was chief Correct. of the Wizengamot. Yeah. So I like that, I too. think, though, it makes, it makes sense to me that he would have also done it before he went to Azkaban, because if his brother, again, if his brother died in 79, mm. that's three years. A long vacation at the lake. <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you just see Dumbledore up in his office writing this will and then notarizing it himself? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't allowed. think that's allowed, but I can he see him have, being like, like he yeah, might no, have I can go ahead. Like, watch over Snape, honestly, would probably be the one, like, Oh, He's God. like, just be a witness to me. <laughs> to just, me, notarizing my own just li- so good. living will. <laughs> it's just so good. It's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. So after Dumbledore's whole comment on, you know, how to be polite and, you know, little Miss Manners over there, not drinking her drink, what would the neighbors say? Would you have drank it? If I was a Dursley? Or just in general? In general. <laughs> yeah. 
my man offering me some mead. Okay, but you don't know him like that. You don't know him as your man. Some man that you don't really, really know offers me some stuff. Like, I don't think I would drink it. Is it in this? Kind of, I don't know. There's a lot of factors. No. Megan and Katie, there's a long, long pause. Long pause. <laughs> um, I mean, as long as I felt safe. If if they, saying. if Dumbledore took a sip first, mm-hmm. then I would. I don't know. I probably wouldn't, <laughs> honestly. Okay. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Awkward pauses. Ready? Yeah. Ready. Okay. So this made Uncle Vernon simply want to burst from the seams with a number of unpleasant retorts, but he only sat back down with Petunia and Dudley and said nothing. I'm shocked, honestly. But he never took his small piggy eyes off of Dumbledore's wand. So Dumbledore goes on. He continues to tell Harry that if he has actually inherited the house, then he will also have inherited. And for the fifth time, there was a loud crack and a house elf appeared. With a snout for a nose, giant bat ears and enormous bloodshot eyes. I wonder if he has been crying. For sure. I think he knows that. He doesn't um, want this. Yes. Crouching on the Dursley's shag carpet. Shout out to shag carpet. (laughs) That's hilarious. And covered in grimy rags, Aunt Petunia let out a hair-raising shriek. Nothing this filthy had entered her house in living memory. Dudley drew his large, bare, pink feet off the floor and sat with them raised almost above his head as though he thought the creature might run up his pajama trousers and uncle vernon bellowed quote what the hell is that (laughs) (laughs) i love how like so vernon like none of them would say anything if they don't feel like really compelled to say something or insult or do whatever and he's just like what the hell is in my living room (laughs) Oh, that's uh, funny. So Dumbledore answers, Creature. <laughs> Creature is basically throwing a bit of a temper tantrum, saying, he just keeps saying won't over and over again. He he belongs to Miss Bellatrix. He will not go to the Potter brat, quote from Creature. Um, so then Dumbledore is explaining that Creature is showing reluctance to pass on to pass into wait pass onto his own onto his ownership uh, meaning onto harry's ownership sorry i don't know why that line was so hard for me to speak um, <laughs> Good. it's cool but harry looks disgusted by the things creatures saying how he's acting just everything in general because we have to remember that he is he's really thinking about the role that creature played in sirius's death mm-hmm more than anything mm-hmm. here. Yep. Um, so Harry just looks disgusted and says, I don't care. I don't want him. Um, but Dumbledore grounds Harry here, though. He, like, brings him a little bit back down to earth and, and reminds him. So you would prefer him to pass into the ownership of Bellatrix Lestrange? 
bearing in mind that he has lived at the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix for the past year. So Harry obviously knows that he cannot let Creature go and live with Bellatrix. Um, That'd be bad. Yeah. But he's just thinking about the role he played in Sirius's death and how, like, he really can't even stand to look at him or, like, he wants nothing to do with him, which there's good reason for it. Um, Honestly, yes. Yeah, he is hurt, and he should be hurt. That was an awful thing. So (sighs) Dumbledore basically is like, well, we'll know by you giving him an order if he is truly your house elf now. If he passed into your ownership, he will have to obey. If not, then we shall have to think of some other means of keeping him from his rightful mistress. Hmm. I wonder what those would have been. What does that mean? I know. That's interesting. Maybe in his head, like in Creature's head, his rightful mistress, maybe he's like talking for him. You know Uh, what I mean? Like, you know how, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But I kind of. But is he talking about the black family? I think he's talking about Bellatrix. No, I mean that that she's in the black family that like if things were to go in the family line, would go to her. she would be the rightful mistress. Yes, but what intrigues yeah. me is his wording there saying that we will have to think of some other means of keeping him from her. So it's just like, what? Lock him up. I feel it's just that's hard, though, because like their magic is so different. So like, I wonder, like, does Dumbledore know of some like spell he can cast on a room and literally like lock him in there? I wouldn't put it past Why are you Dumbledore. Asking that? You know, it's a yes. I know. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I wouldn't put it past Dumbledore to do something like that if yes. he needed to. If, creature... if he needed to, he would do it until it was OK for him to let him go. And that would be how he would justify it. Yeah. That it wasn't forever. Catherine. If Creature wasn't Harry's to, for lack of a better word, command, couldn't he have just, like, peaced out right when Sirius died? I don't know. Like, um, why? I would have thought so. You know? I, 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 maybe? What What do house elves do when there's nobody left? But, like, just, like, through magic, I feel like... Or you mean just, like, go? Creature could just, like, be like, yeah, go on. If that was, if, like, because he hasn't, I feel like that's proof that he's under Harry's command. But maybe just to, like, cross your T's and dot your I's. Yeah. Yeah. I also wonder. So, like, I know that it's been said that, you know, the reason why Dobby could apparate in and out of Malfoy Manor in Deathly Hallows. Check it off your bingo, Mm -hmm. folks. um, Is because. (gasps) me. I know. (laughs) Is because that spell was put on that room by a wizard and house elf magic is different so i wonder if like the house elves would help dumbledore keep him like if they know a way to do Mm -hmm. that you know what i mean and since he has a plethora of them at his service um you know i mean dobby would do it in a heartbeat probably you know if he knew how yeah yeah just an interesting thought um so Creature just keeps saying, won't, 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 over and over, and Harry can't think of anything to command him to do other than Mm. to shut up. So he says, Creature, shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. 
Get out of my way. I could keep going. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen that episode yet? Oh, probably no. not. That's a later episode. That's pretty common though, right? <sighs> yeah, I've seen that. You've seen that. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ugly couch. I'm all good. I'm just going to say it. True is true. So Harry tells him to shut up and immediately Creature looks like he's going to choke. He <laughs> is grabbing his. Stop funny. I know. He's grabbing his throat. <laughs> his mouth is still working furiously to try to speak the words won't that he wants to say over and over his eyes are bulging and after a few seconds of frantic gulping he throws himself face forward onto the carpet imagine what's going through aunt petunia's mind at that moment um and starts beating the floor with his hands and feet giving himself over to a violent but entirely silent tantrum and at the sight of this dumbledore is cheerful he's like well Sirius must know what he was doing he left everything to you, Harry, mm-hmm. and you are now the rightful owner of number 12, Grimald Place, and of Creature. Make your, your <laughs> notes say Harold, like Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I think I meant to put an exclamation point. Harold. <laughs> <laughs> Sirius left everything to Harold. Um, so Harry asked if he had to keep him like with him and Dumbledore said not if you don't want to and he suggests that he send he order creature to go to Hogwarts to work in the kitchens there and gives other house elves the opportunity to keep an eye on him because I think really any other situation you couldn't have trusted creature to not you know, find a way to be able to slip out to Bellatrix. We already has. Well, right, exactly. So this is just the best alternative. So Harry's relieved at that idea, and he tells Creature, yeah, go to Hogwarts, work in the kitchen with the other house elves. So, quote, Creature, who is now lying flat on his back with his arms and legs in the air, gave Harry one upside-down look of deepest loathing, and with another loud crack, vanished. So Creature is now working with Dobby at Hogwarts. Just <laughs> that's that's an interesting pair. So Dumbledore continues on. Well, don't worry, they they get to work closer together this year. They have to t- trail Malfoy, and they're physically fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't remember, Tiff, <sighs> there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I was making that face because of something else that was in the Discord, but whatever. Okay, sure. So Dumbledore continues on because there's a matter of Buckbeak. Remember Buckbeak? So Hagrid. I remember. I remember. Hagrid's been looking after him since Sirius died, but Buckbeak is Harry's now. So if he would prefer different arrangements, and Harry, right away, he says, no, he can stay with Hagrid. I think Buckbeak would like that more anyway. So Dumbledore... No, this is Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, no, this is Buckbeak. (laughs) So Dumbledore's like, oh, good. 
Hagrid's going to be delighted. He'll, he was thrilled to see Buckbeak again. Can you just imagine that little... Um, uh, reunion? Yes, reunion. I was trying to think of... I was trying to say reunite, and that was not the right word. Yes, the little <laughs> reunion. Like, Hagrid would be, like, sobbing, hugging this giant creature around the neck. But they have also renamed him Wither Wings for Buckbeak's <laughs> safety. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> wither wings, wither wings, wither wings. I can't do it. Wither wings, wither wings. Um, so Dumbledore's like, all right, Harry. I could, are you gonna I do it? I forgot about that. About what? Wither wings? Oh I, yeah, you told me. That I today. said it earlier. I was like, I forgot that they renamed him. <laughs> no, this is wither wings. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> no, no, this oh, is wither wings. Um. <laughs> No, this is Harold. <laughs> Good old Harold. So Dumbledore's like, Harry, is your trunk all packed? And we get the classic from Harry. Erm. 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 And Dumbledore goes, doubtful I would turn up. And Harry's like, yeah, let me just go finish doing that. Um, so it took him about 10 minutes to track everything down. Excuse me. He found his invisibility cloak. A deathly oh hollow under his bed <laughs> sir take care of that keeping. thing you know how old that thing like, is it's a family heirloom that's where he hides all his he doesn't stuff. need to take care katie, of katie he he hid cakes you know it's fine no under the bed's it good it wasn't hidden he just shoved it under there i still 16. like who's you ever gonna seen see those it? things on the internet where like um <laughs> i think it's when james like when he, they first had Harry and then he realizes he like in the middle of the night went to go, Harry was crying and he like went to go sue this child and then realizes that yes. he didn't put the actual blanket <laughs> over him. He accidentally put the disability cloak over him and now they can't find him. That's really good. And James goes, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the invisible mobile. Oh my God. I love it. Um, so, after Harry finds his very old, one-of-a-kind, actual Duffley Hollow invisibility cloak, he heads back downstairs, and he's disappointed because Dumbledore's not waiting for him in the hall. He's still in the living room with the Dursleys, so he has to go back and endure some more awkwardness with them. No one... It's so yeah, awkward. And you know he's just like... Harry's I can, ready to go. I can picture Dumbledore just like standing there rocking back and forth on his feet, just like smiling. Isn't he sitting down? <laughs> no, but I'm saying like I could see him doing that and just like being happy as a little clam. He's really basking in their... Um, Awkwardness. Discomfort. And, and like shame. being uncomfortable and he's like... Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows, <laughs> knows what's about he's about to say. Harry's had one and a half peaches, and he's ready to go. Ready to go. <laughs> well, it when he's peach at the Jersey, he gets no peaches. He gets the pits, you know? <laughs> Dudley gets the peaches. It's like that thing where it's like, Mrs. Weasley treats all her children the same, and Harry gets, like, the cutout sandwich. It's like a big picture of Harry. Harry. The leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the crust. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. <sighs> All right, anyway, no one's talking in the living room, but Dumbledore's like, he's totally at ease. He's humming to himself, no big deal. Um, but I like this from the book. It says, but the atmosphere was thicker than cold custard. <laughs> so Harry's like, dude, I'm ready. Let's go. So Dumbledore's like, wait, there's one last thing. And he starts telling the Dursleys that 
as I'm sure you are well aware, uh, Harry is going to come of age in a year's time. And Aunt Petunia just interrupts him and just says no. And it's the first time she spoke since Dumbledore got there. And I just don't, Ooh. like, I, don't, I hate when people just, like, rush to say, like, no. Like, just let, let someone explain themselves, you know? She mm -hmm. doesn't even, like, say, no, he's only going to be 17. It's just, no, you're wrong. Bothers me. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And something that I thought of now was, I think, had Dumbledore not had a curse upon him, this conversation may not have happened at this point in time um, because he knows that he's going to die, so he has to, like, rush forward to say this to him to to the Dursleys you know because he's on a ticking clock now yeah but I wonder if they would have said it if he would have said it anyways because I think he would have said it I just don't know if he would have said it right now when else would he have said it to them it doesn't matter any other but time he, yeah but he, he's not gonna see him again even if he it wasn't he dying can't, like n like he can go and see them or yeah, write but, like, letters I think he wants everybody including Harry to be there so like why wouldn't he have said it then when he's picking Harry up to leave because he needs him. He's like, he has to come back here next year. He's like, I would like him to okay, be welcome back. Okay, I'm saying that in my head, that's what I think. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's fine. Regardless of him dying or not. Okay. I don't think it would be feasible. Um, one thing I would like to say, because I can't get it out of my head, <laughs> is there an, there's an Ed Sheeran song that's, she's like cold coffee in the morning. You could say, she's like cold custard in the morning. Bitter. <laughs> she's like cold coffee in the morning any hoosies um petunia's like uh no because like he's not gonna be of age harry's a month younger than dudley and i like that she says it in this way because it tells you exactly where her priorities lie she goes harry's a month younger than dudley and he isn't going to be 18 for like basically another two years so he's not going to come of age and she's talking about dudley when you could also say if harry's a month younger you could just be say Harry's not even 16 yet. So like in two years, that's when he's going to be 18, you know, because right. he's almost six. He's almost 16. And he's like, no, 17 is the age of adulthood in the wizarding world. And Vernon's like, ah, preposterous. You know, because he feels like he needs to, he feels like he needs to add to the conversation when uh, majority of the time he doesn't. So Dumbledore, of course, ignores Vernon's reaction to that news, and he continues on with what he's saying, and he basically is talking about how Voldemort is back, back again. Voldy's back. Tell a, tell a friend. And even friends. though there have been multiple attempts on Harry's life, like, he's like, hey, he's trying to get him throughout the years. Um, and But now it's even more dangerous for Harry and then he reminds them that he had left a letter with Harry all those years ago and he had asked them to take care of him as though he was their own child. And I'm going to read from the book because I just feel like you need to. Mm. Dumbledore paused and although his voice remained light and calm, he gave no obvious sign of anger. Harry felt a kind of chill emanating from him and noticed that the Dursleys drew very, drew very slightly closer together. You did not do as I asked. You have never treated Harry as a son. He has known nothing but neglect and often cruelty at your hands. The best that, we, that can be said is that he has at least escaped the appalling damage you have inflicted upon the unfortunate boy sitting between you. Both Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon looked around indistinctly. I don't know if I said that word correctly. Instinctively. Instinctively. Wow. Instinctively. 
right? Wow. <laughs> I don't know why I literally can't read. Instinctively. Adding letters that aren't there. Yeah. As though expecting to see someone other than Dudley squeezed between them. Um, and so I pulled up some things and we're going to talk about this. And I know that Tiffany has gone uh, in length about in past episodes, we've talked about how, what the, how they choose to raise Dudley is really harmful to him because he, you know, is always getting what he wants. Um, you know, they never say no to him. Mm-hmm. He's constantly getting new things, breaking them and thinking it, that's like, okay. And like yelling at his parents about getting, but last year I had 36 probably or 37 and you know, whatever. But also like we see him actively bullying people mm-hmm. and they think it's okay. Like they just write it off and like, it's fine. That's just how he is. Like that's just, um, terrible. Not okay. Um, so I pulled up some like article or like some people, um, like I Googled like what other people have said. So like there's a, something on stack exchange and it's like, why did Dumbledore say that Dudley had been mistreated by the Dursleys? And, you know, looking at it, you think like, yes, his parents loved him and they treated Harry like garbage because they didn't love him and they didn't care about him. But if they truly cared about their son, they would be, they would they wouldn't have done what they did. You know what I mean? Like always giving him what he like overeating and giving him anything and everything he could that. And I think he realizes, you know, slowly and surely it's one of those things that, um, he, he does he thank Harry at the end or like says, like he actually says goodbye to him. And it seems like, you know, he's turning like a new leaf, but at the same time, he's still young. So like growing up, he's being told that like, he's allowed to be mean because he's seeing his parents be terrible, especially to Harry. So he thinks that's okay. And that's not. And Harry describes him and his friends. Like they go around and they literally are bullies and they're like hitting people and fighting people and doing all those things. That's not okay. But his parents like, don't aren't worried about it unless something happens to him. Unless like if someone does something to him, then uh, he'd be angry. Mm hmm. And I feel like we've seen definitely in real time life um, the results of when children don't have consequences for their actions. It just breeds more undesirable behaviors um, that that person will usually like just continue to do because they don't believe that they have consequences for their actions or their actions don't result in negative things happening to them. Tiffany. And honestly, yes. Speak teacher to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, children do tend to thrive on, um, you know, uh, constructive things. So whether that's, you know, proper discipline and i'm not talking about physical discipline because that's not okay um but like you know you have consequences for your actions you break a toy okay well you're not getting another one Mm -hmm. um you want something you have to earn it you Mm -hmm. have to you know work for for things in your life and constantly being handed things and not working for something has a negative result in the end. Well, yes, we want to give our kids things that maybe we didn't have ourselves, but you need to have structure 
consequences that, you know, are acceptable. And Dudley has never had any of these things. And I think that eventually he figures this out. I think obviously it started in five. But like he he figures these things out, I think, on his own. Because at the end of seven, when we see him saying like goodbye to Harry and everything, things are different. Yeah. He left him tea. Right. He was doing these things when Harry thought that the tea was like a way to like get Harry. No, it was him reaching out in a small way. And we're lucky that he did that. And we're lucky Harry with his upbringing, you know, turned out opposite of how. I mean, that's how he was raised. He was raised to see those things and he doesn't do that himself. So sometimes you get lucky, but a lot of the times you get toxic traits because of this. And I hate to say this for everybody who loves him, but Malfoy is like that for a very long time. And we do see that he changes, but he's still making, you know, certain decisions in seven that aren't. I mean, they're self-preserving, but they're still, like, questionable. Well, and it's hard to break that cycle, too. You know what I mean? So, like, with Dudley, he doesn't, like, you know, he he breaks his toy or whatever, and they just will get him a new one. He has more than one bedroom and all of these things, like, full of stuff that he just uses once and throws it out. So he, like, doesn't uh, know, like, how to treat items that he has with, like, respect or even people with respect because... He and his family all view Harry as lesser and they treat mm-hmm. him that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thinks that that's okay. And I think that he learns later that it's not. And that's like one of those things where like we talk about mental health in the wizarding world. We're like, you, they probably all need some therapy, which is not a bad thing. No, I don't think therapy is all like, I think that's something, a wonderful thing people could do. And like with Malfoy talking about being raised in this way. And it takes, it takes a lot to break that cycle. Um, I don't know where I was going with this, but <laughs> anyways, it just happens. So on stack exchange, this person was answering the question that was like, why, what did Dumbledore mean by that? Um, and the answer was like, Dudley was incredibly spoilt by his parents. When he was a child, he was brought up very badly. He was, he's picked up all of their worst habits by the end of the fourth book. He's selfish, obese, rude, insolent, a bully and taught to sneer at anyone who isn't like him, which like is a terrible thing for someone to learn is to think that because realistically, no two people are alike. I also wonder like, aren't snowflakes are every single one of them different. Like, how do you know? Have you looked at every single snowflake? How do you know that there's not two that they take a sample? Yeah, but okay, in the sample. Anyways, it's a whole other discussion for not this podcast. But like, that's what's aggravating is like the differences between people should be celebrated because that's what makes you you and there's nothing wrong with being different and there's nothing wrong with or being similar to someone. Like, who cares what you look like, who you like, what, you know what I mean? None of that should define who people are and you shouldn't hate someone just because of who they are or who they love. <sighs> Anyways, going back to this, that just makes me angry. And people are like, well, they're like that. Blah, blah, blah. Stop. Does someone being gay really have anything to do with your life? No, let them live their life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Just because someone's different. You doesn't mean anything. Let them live their life. Any, Hey, you know, any, Hey, any, I can't even talk anymore. 
So going on to this, it says a ter- terrible preparation to get out to the world, and that's the damage that Dumbledore is referring to. And then they are quoting the um, author. I guess in an interview in 2000, she expressed some sympathy for the way Dudley was raised. I liked torturing them, said Rowling. You should keep an eye on Dudley. It's probably too late for Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon. I feel sorry for Dudley. I might joke about him, but I truly feel sorry for him because I see him as just as abused as Harry, though in a possibly less obvious way. What they're doing to him is inept, really. I think children recognize that. Poor Dudley. He's not being prepared for the world at all in a reasonable or compassionate way, so I feel sorry for him. But there's something funny about him also. The pig's tail was irresistible. And, like, really, um, someone else pointed out that, like, Dudley was was also picked on by the Wizarding World. You know what I mean? Like, uh, with Hagrid doing what he did, like, that's also not great. And I love Hagrid, but, like, come on, dude. Um, And so I guess this point was emphasized again. There was another interview at a book event in 2007 when the author explained what Dudley saw during his Dementor attack um, in Order of the Phoenix. It says, people usually ask me, what is, the, what is it that Dudley saw during the Dementor attack? My feeling is that he saw himself exactly for what he was, and for a boy that spoiled, it would be terrifying. So he was jolted out of it. Dementor attacks aren't usually good for people, but this one was. Um, so maybe going through that kind of sparked a change and um, realized that, like, how he is acting isn't good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this too, like just to revisit it. What would Dudley have seen or like felt or heard in his head with a dementor attack? Oh. So he may didn't have, he see didn't he see him like himself? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Who he actually is. Right. Instead of what his parents say that he is. Right. So I think that's yeah. a perfect little seed to plant in his brain to go oh maybe i'm not as great as people say that i am you know like take a look at Mm -hmm. myself yeah Mm -hmm. like he thinks he's like big man on campus Mm -hmm. but really people are terrified yeah people are just afraid he's also abusive to other people Mm -hmm. he's being a bully and that's never okay he beats up like really small children and that's not okay but watching his parents do that to harry and do all the things to Harry. Yeah. And while they might not, I don't know, do they, I don't know if it's ever said if they actually physically like hit him or anything. He grabs him by the else, hair and stuff. That's, that's abuse. Physical. You know what I mean? So yeah. he sees them doing this to Harry. Um, and he's thinking, well, my parents are doing it, so it must be okay. As long as like, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm tougher yeah. than whoever I'm fighting. It's fine. You, s- probably you what see why bringing up kids is so important because they pick up on everything. And honestly, as a parent, anything I see that Alana does where I'm like, what are you doing? And then I'm like, oh, did I, did I do that? <laughs> like you, you catch these things in yourself and you're like, it makes you take a step back. But like, there's literally only so much we can fault Dudley Dursley for the things that he does because he's been hardwired mm-hmm. since birth to behave this way. And people wonder, like, you know, how could you do those things? How could you do those things? Well, when you're brought up to believe that they're right and you can relate this to a myriad of mm-hmm. things in our world, like, that's what these people truly believe is the way that they should be, the way that they should behave, the way that they should speak, the way that they should think about other people. 
And well, sometimes it takes an aha moment. And Dudley Dursley, unfortunately, had his aha moment with a Dementor. I always say, because my mother would say this, that he's a product of his environment. Absolutely. And you could look at both him and Harry, who lived in the same environment, and see how they each retreated. And I'm not saying, because I know that people also will be like, well, um, look at Malfoy and all how Like, I, I think that everybody is a product of their environment, but that doesn't mean, like, if it's two people, like Dudley and Harry are both raised in the same household, but they were treated differently, but they're also different people anyways. Correct. So, yes, you're a product of your environment, but you also ha- are going to add in, like, your own personal, like, the whole nature versus nurture. And to me, it's the two things together. So it's his nature and his nurture that made Harry the way he is and made Dudley the way he is. Mm-hmm. Where I, I honestly think that if Harry hadn't, hadn't have been raised the way he was he wouldn't have totally been as selfless as he was mm -hmm. walking into that forbidden forest, choosing to die in order for everyone else to live. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because he knows what it feels like to be unloved, to be unwanted, to be in a house where like everybody can't stand him and to sleep in a cupboard underneath the stairs. Abuse. So he knows what it feels like to be that person and to not be wanted and not have all of those things. And that's what he's really fighting for mm-hmm. is to not have that happen. And for someone else not to be like a Harry Potter mm-hmm. where they're living somewhere because everyone is dead and they don't want, they're not want, you know what I mean? And having said all of that, you, there is, a, there is, you know, you have to hold people to certain accountability mm-hmm. for themselves because I'm not saying everybody have, has this because some people truly don't. Um, your innate ability to tell right from wrong. Um, you know what I mean? There comes a point in time where it just, you know, inside. Mm-hmm. And I think we also forget a lot of times with like the, the younger characters, especially that they're still kids. Like they're teenagers. Yeah. Um, and you do a lot of stupid things when you're younger and that's different than if you were 45 making stupid decisions where you've had a lot of time to grow and to learn and to realize what's right and wrong where when you're still a kid I don't know I think they should be given a little bit of slack but not totally either because you are old enough but at the same time like your brains aren't done developing anyways there's another <laughs> there's a blog I pulled up that's talking about this and it's lady geek girl at dot press word nope it's wordpress dot press word <laughs> <laughs> I'm pressword. I'm pressword. 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 This is from 2016, and it says in defense of Dur- Dudley Dursley and why he didn't deserve a pig's tail. So I didn't read the whole thing, and I won't read the whole thing. But I kind of agree. Like I don't think that was right for Hagrid to do that. I think he was just acting out um, in some rage, not rage, but like maybe some anger. Um, so she's talking about rereading Harry Potter as an adult and how that changed her perspective on, on some things. And honestly, I agree. There were some aspects of the books rereading that I was like, I, as a 30, now 31 year old, I'm not okay with this happening. It makes me cringe where like, as a kid, I thought some things were funny. Yeah. Like the pig's tail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It says when we were first introduced to Dudley, he's an awful bully of a character. He is a spoiled brat with a huge sense of entitlement. And the way he treats Harry is awful. And it says, however, like Cinderella's stepsisters, he is an abuse victim and his treatment in the at the hands of others, both his parents and wizarding kind, should also be condemned. 
Like any good parent, Petunia and Vernon don't want Dudley to go without, and they certainly try to give him the childhood that they wished they'd had. In the process of doing that, however, they fail to teach Dudley the essential life lessons that he needs. Instead, they spoil him rotten. Dudley learns very early on that he can get whatever he wants when he wants it, and he lacks any sense of gratitude. During his 11th birthday, he throws a fit because he only got 37 presents when the year before he had 38. In order to calm him down, his parents promised to buy him two more presents, giving into his behavior and demands. What's worse, Vernon even praises Dudley's actions and says, Little Tyke wants his money's worth just like his father. Attaboy, Dudley. Um, Literally encouraging it. Yeah. And, you know, they, she goes on to, like, talk about how the Dursleys also teach Dudley to look down on other people for being different. And that includes Harry, his very own cousin. We know Vernon hates Wizarding Kind due to that dinner he had with James where James boasted about his racing broom and showed off and whatever else. Um, Petunia also hates Wizards out of her sense of jealousy. Um, whatever else. Let's see. <laughs> huh? Whatever else. Yeah, I mean, but, like, we know... We know this. We notice. We notice. Um, raising your child to be a bigot is horrible, and the Dursleys don't just teach Dudley to hate wizards. They teach him to hate anyone who happens to be different as being lesser. It would be one horrible thing if they had raised Dudley by himself, but they don't. They raise him next to Harry and encourage an unhealthy relationship between the two, which is even more insidious. And it says, um, goes on to talk about, you know, how um, the author had said what she said about... Dudley and all of those things and I'm WordPress. Yeah. Crossword. Crossword. <laughs> what did I say? I said it right. Didn't I? Oh my god. Um and even on like the wizardingworld.com they even bring it up like that there's yeah. an article that says despicable things the Dursleys do in Philosopher's Stone. I remember this article. And mm. they the Second one is raising Dudley to be a bully. It says, yes. while neglecting their nephew, the Dursleys gleefully overindulge their son, Dudley. This created massive problems, massive being the operative word, to the extent he soon had to be put on a diet. Harry got a raw deal alternating as Dudley's football and punching bag and forever having his glasses broken. And for Edith's insult to injury, Dudley soon became becomes armed and dangerous once he got a hold of that smelting stick. What were Petunia and raising dude i um, literally forgot about the smelting stick yeah he's like beat harry with it yeah you know what if i was harry i would i would not have been able to not grab the stick yeah but it would have been <laughs> worse like if he did that Wail think if if harry had I know. I'm it's saying just, that yeah. I would not have been. This, this I wouldn't sick. have cared about the repercussions. I would have just snapped just because that's my yeah. personality. <laughs> would have blown a trumpet at him. Um, right out that window. My gosh. So obviously, um, Vernon hears that you know he's being accused of neglecting his son. He is not pleased mm-hmm. by any means. It sucks to suck, doesn't it? Um. Like, he can't even get words out. <laughs> he's like, us mistreat Dutters? Would you? Uh, he's furious. <laughs> but um, Would you? Would you? <laughs> but Dumbledore just, like, cuts him off. But all he does is, like, raise one finger. He's like, mm, shut up. <laughs> he doesn't say that. But in my head, he's telling him to shut it up. Shut, shut it out. <laughs> and so then Dumbledore goes to talk talks about the magic on the house, you know? Um, so I'm going to read from the book because I don't feel like uh, 
encapsulating it into my own words. The magic I evoked 15 years ago means that Harry has powerful protection while he can still call this house home. However miserable he has been here, however unwelcome, however badly treated, you have at least grudgingly allowed him house room. This magic will cease to operate the moment that Harry turns 17. In other words, at the moment he becomes a man. I ask only this, that you allow Harry to return once more to this house before his 17th birthday, which will ensure that the protection continues until that time. So, yeah. Yeah. So, let's talk about protection. (laughs) Okay. There's another Stack Exchange article. Of course there is. And it says, is Harry's protection and Privet Drive tied to Petunia or their house? Um... Because, like, I, here's my question. Sure. Because I, th- I was like, what did Dumbledore do? I thought it was Lily's love. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel Nerf. like it would be Aunt Petunia. But, like, what does Lily's love do then? What does that have anything to do with anything? I mean, I know that it has to do with, like, Voldemort not being able to touch him, but now Voldemort can. Vinny says Dumbledore extended the protection. Z. So it's the same Lily protection, just stretched. It's super lilified. Lilite. Lilite. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they were talking about, like, this is the, this article is kind of specifically talking about... Um, does it specifically apply to the house where Petunia lives? Like if Petunia moved house, then so does the protection in my head. Yes. Because it's wherever the family is. Yeah. I would, I think it's attached more to Petunia because if you think about it, like whenever they were in, in Sorcerer's Stone, when they were going from place to place, like, it's not like, you know, whenever they were trying to get away from the letters or whatever, like, it's not like whenever they were off somewhere else, he was no longer protected, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's the family, but more so Petunia. Petunia, yeah. Okay. This person um, was saying, like, they think, obviously, the protection applies to the house and not to Petunia herself. Harry doesn't have to be physically nearby Petunia to get the protection. She can leave the house for the evening, and Harry is still protected. What is important is that Petunia dwells there. And both she and Harry can call this place home. Yeah. I kind of think it's more like because they both because call, they call it, home. it home. Yeah. 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 I'm hitting my mic. I like I'm a newbie. Agree. I don't mm. think that it is just the house, though. I just think no. it extends to the house because of it being their home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Cool. You know, protection. Harry's protected. But like. Not for that long. He's got a year left. Anyways, the Dursleys truly don't know how to process, like, what Dumbledore has said. Like, they're all kind of like, uh. And, uh, you know, Dumbledore tells the Dursleys until we meet again. And we know that doesn't happen because he's going to be dead. (gasps) But he also knows it. So he's probably like, (laughs) until we meet again, sucker. Joke's on you. It's in the afterlife. (laughs) I'm meeting you at King's Cross Station. (laughs) 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 Don't look like a chicken wing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Vernon's that nasty that he would. You know what I mean? Um, Partial soul pieces. 
does he even have a soul? Like, let's talk about that. He's a horrible human being. Yeah. So Dumbledore, so Dumbledore has Harry um, take his invisibility cloak out because he's like, all right, we're they're leaving. The Harry has his stuff, and he's like, you might need your cloak. So he like <laughs> opens opens his trunk to get his cloak out, Where but he it? doesn't want Dumbledore to see the mess that is his trunk. <laughs> so he like, I like like. This. Kind of opens it a little bit to like grab his cloak. It's such a relatable moment. Yes, and like, then... don't look at my underwear, Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not clean. Oh, why? I don't know. I, wasn't it not, or was it clean at the beginning I think of it the was episode? Just old. I mean, that episode. Underwear. Oh, old. It was old underwear. Old underwear. There was there was an adjective to the word underwear at the beginning of this. You know, like uh, chapter. He bought some like, fresh new undies. The other ones were all. Meandies? Sponsor us. Meandies. So. Meandies. Meandies. Let's. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Meandies. Bottom of Harry's trunk. Let's talk about the fact that Harry then shoves the cloak into an inside pocket of his jacket. And, like, these are questions I have. A, how big is his jacket or how small is the cloak? Because how are you shoving it into a pocket? Well, it might be a large pocket. How large of a pocket does it need to be? How big would the cloak be? A utility pocket. A utility pocket. Yeah, but like, think about he's, cargo he's shorts. Him as a grown man, you know what I mean? Like, that's a grown man's cloak. A cargo short size pocket. Maybe. I don't think a whole cloak would fit in there. I think you're it, wrong. It's I like think liquid you're wrong. and just fills up the little pocket. It's a. F- it's magic, Sarah. Yeah. God. Oh, magic. <laughs> Mm. That's my excuse for it. And then they take their leave, but not without saying, this is Dumbledore's quote. And now, Harry, let us step out into the night. Let us. And, and let, <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> Tiffany, I gotta start over. Tiffany! Tiffany! And now, Harry, let us step out into the night and pursue that flighty tempter's adventure. Very popular Dumbledore quote right there. It's my boy. I like how again at the beginning of this episode, Tiffany was like, stop messing around. We need to start. And now she wild. That's because she's had some alcohol. I do what I want. Whatever, whatever. I'll do what I want. (laughs) Lightning bolt. Is that you doing a lightning bolt, Katie? Me too. We need a. I need to get a lightning bolt. What's your next adventure? Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt crashing in the sky. What's your next adventure? Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually universal. universal. Sorry. Mine is. uh, We're going back. Spoiler alert. Mine's going to Savannah. Mine. I'm not going anywhere. Checking. I'm checking a state off my list. Check to check to check to check it out. We don't say nice, Katie. We say noise. It's noise. Okay. Savannah is a state. Not it's no, it's not. It is a city in a state called Georgia. Geography with Tiffany. Oh my. All right, next, first, actually, first lightning bolt question. I was going to say, we've not started. Um, um, excuse me, that was a lightning bolt question. Okay, Rude. from our fellow Second. from our fellow friends in the chat. First one. Cool, cool. From Sive. 
<laughs> Dumbledore took you for drinks in the muggle world. What do you think mm-hmm. his drink of choice would be? Wait, who? Sorry. Dumbledore's choice. A fuzzy tauntaun. A fuzzy tauntaun. No. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of I feel, feel like, like Dumbledore is like a Mai Tai kind of guy. Um, I was gonna say I get completely different vibes. I would say um, not a margarita. What's the one with rum? Are you kidding, you guys? Not pina colada. Like want bourbon? No, he's like an old fashioned or a red wine. Yes, no, yes. He always talks about brandy and stuff. Get out! Brandy is sweeter though, isn't it? Maybe he wants that. Maple. Oh, put the brandy. She was always really <laughs> nice to me. She showed me a coat. Daiquiri. That's what I was thinking. You would not want a, a daiquiri. Strawberry daiquiri. No. I think he would. Like pull this. Straight Somebody up make a poll on the beach. Do you think? Do you think he wants a like? Do I call it classy? They feel like classy drinks. He likes mead. Maybe he was like drinking a classy that. drink or like classy. a fun crazy wild drink i don't think i think he's just more of like i think he i think he likes sweeter things maybe a lemon drop he likes those le- acid drops or something doesn't yeah. he acid he drops. likes lemon sherbet drops. lemons <laughs> sherbet he lemons. likes acid, they acid pops he just drinks acid man <laughs> what are those candies acid is it that lemon you're thinking of acid sherbet sherbet yeah lemons. acid oh. pops <laughs> so maybe he would like a lemon drop yeah, he's he's a fruity man. That's what I think. No, you guys are crazy. Oh my god, acid drops. They're playing a a show next week. <laughs> oh my god, their up. new drought album drops. Um, okay. I hear it's I'm moving on. <laughs> next question is from Hannah. Do you think that creature was saying these things in a last ditch effort to anger Harry and make him give him to Bellatrix? No, no. I think he just truly hated it. I, I think, think he, he realized before he got there that Harry's. Now I think his he was. Master, I, he just was yeah, like, I won't let it happen. I won't. Won't. His, won't, won't. His eyes had to have been bloodshot from crying, like being upset. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um. Next question is from Mia. Would you feel conflicted at becoming a slave owner if you genuinely didn't have a choice in the matter, like Harry? Yes. Yeah. I like, though, um, that by him treating him with kindness later on, that, like, their whole relationship changes and Creature realizes that, like, Harry's not the enemy. But, yeah, I don't... I'm not comfortable owning a slave ever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Even if it's a house. I would hate it. Still the same thing. Yeah. Not okay with that. It's that's so tough, though, because like, you know, like we're talking about genuinely, you cannot let him go to Bellatrix, you know? So it's like currently, no. The other Mm -hmm. option is, okay. well, yeah, I guess I'm still going to just like lean into this stupid old fashioned thing that we have that is like worse than just saying old fashioned. I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like this horrific Mm -hmm. thing that is still going on. The house elves are such just a strange topic because like I get the comparison, but I also don't because like they were like, it's like magically bound and well, and we all like they're and not to say they don't deserve rights or anything like that, but they aren't people. So like 
it's a different conversation to like compare house elves to people because people are people and like they deserve no, like, autonomy and they don't deserve to be owned. Right. And that's that house elves do either. They don't, but like it's I, to me, it's like hard to grasp like the difference where like a person's a person. You know what I mean? No matter how small. I was no thinking that my head. How small. <laughs> I need everybody to look in the discourse. <laughs> oh God! To see the album that Tiffany dropped. <laughs> oh my God! Look, there's. <laughs> uh... I like this. Is teeth grounded? Catch me and hocks me. Here's the tracks. Thriving. Can I get a river Shut river up! recap? What is this one? Get in the lake! Get in the lake! <laughs> <laughs> Tiny ass. Oh, hey, man! Wheat. Hey, man. Featuring Barty Potter. I freaking love Tiny you hands. You're grounded and mighty. <laughs> mighty! 2021. Oh, I hope he doesn't come over. Or 2024. I can't. 2021. Fozzie Bear. Look Red at Rings. it. Fozzie Bear. Songs Rings. written by Teef O'Malley. Awesome. Produced by Lady Supreme. Recorded at Swish Layer Studios. Oh my gosh. That's 2021. So Fozzie Bear Records, LLC. Literally. This is the hilarious. greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my gosh. Her greatest hits, man. Did anyone tell you guys that that picture of Tiffany, when I took it, I said it was looked like some sort of album, and then you guys made it into some sort of album? I think she said that on her Instagram. No, Katie said it first, so then I, I posted that picture. Okay, okay. That's how I'm saying. They, I think that's how they knew is and what then I'm I, saying. You know, I said that. Oh my God. They're not that creative. Gosh, you guys move really fast. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. Like... Oh, oh I love all of you so much. Carrie messaged me um, and said that she's screaming at that picture <laughs> at Katie's face. It's so good. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. hit me with some more bolts. Uh, Jenny Fire, what do you think would have happened if the Dursleys died before Harry turned 17? What would happen to the blood protection on Harry? Gone. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be gone. You're going to have to read it again to me. Yes. What do you think? I was not paying attention. <laughs> what do you think would have happened if the Dursleys died before Harry turned 17? What would happen to the blood protection on Harry? If they died? Like all of them? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I Vernon to me wouldn't matter if Vernon died, but if... <laughs> no, blood-wise, blood because w- say, say Petunia did, would it matter if Dudley was still there calling it home? I think it actually Since, might. Oh. Because he has You know what I blood. mean? So that would yeah. count. But I don't think Vernon counts. Yeah. Yeah. But if they all, you know, snuffed it and went to the lake, I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh How would they God. have gotten to the lake? There's a bus. <laughs> it's like the, There's a bus it's to like the, the magical express. <laughs> it's like the Greyhound. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, Jess. Marcus. The author indicated that Harry went to work for the aura department after the Battle of Hogwarts. Could you see mm. Harry later starting or heading a wizarding child protective services? Oh my god, that'd be awesome. Um I would have loved that arc. I think he would I think he would back it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's necessarily would like start it. I don't know if he would have thought to start it. That's you know a Hermione mean? Because no one ever came to, to help him, which yeah. sounds terrible, but so he might not even know that like something like that exists in a muggle world. Because from our knowledge, it never, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with Tiffany. I think that he would back it. 
Um, I like what Aubrey just added that she's she thinks Harry would not be ready to start that. His own trauma might be something he's still working through. Hmm, I can see that. For sure. I mean, with Cursed Child, he's still working through a lot. For and sure. we obviously oh, have had in-depth conversations that there's a lot rough. of mental health um, things that are lacking in the wizarding world. People want to joke about Cursed Child, but the thing is, is like, how many times did you cry from it being sad? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like three or four times. I mean, I cried from start to finish. <laughs> it was crazy. But like, that's the thing is like, it's entirely plausible that that's where take away like maybe the whole Delphi thing for a moment where you see the story of Harry's grappling with being a father, but he doesn't, he doesn't, he didn't have a good role model growing up because he only had his dad for the first year and a half of his life. And then he had Vernon and we've just discussed at length and how terrible he is and that he was not a good father. Um, And so Harry doesn't know, didn't get to see except for like the spurts of time where he was like with the Weasleys or with other people and seeing how, how a father is. And so he's grappling with his own, what he thinks are his own inadequacies of how to be a father and how to raise these kids. And then, you know, it's easier for him and James uh, to get along because like they both have Quidditch and like they have things that they have in common. And then there's, there's Elvis where like they don't have, he thinks that they don't have as many things in common. So it's harder for him to like talk to his child and it's hard for Elvis to talk to his dad because they, they both feel like they can't relate. So like that all, you know, it's to me, it's very plausible. Like that could obviously is the story. Um, and it is sad, but like, that's if that's what happens. You know what I mean? If you don't get help when you need it. But, like, we don't know what the Wizarding World, you know, especially when these these books are written. And I know that, like, Cursed Child was written however many years ago. But, like, it's still not even 100% like there are still people out in the world that doesn't think it's or that don't think it's okay to, like, talk about mental health and getting help and, like, Mm -hmm. seeing someone and talking to someone. And, like, if you need medication to take the medication when it should be, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting help and there's nothing wrong with people talking. And especially with, like, there's always, like, the stigma with men and talking about how they feel and, like, being able to, like, express how they feel and have them cry and, like, do all those things, which, like, all of those things are normal human emotions. And you should be allowed to feel all of the things that you feel. Go, baby. Um, and Go. that's something that there's like a huge stigma. Like, don't cry. Be a man. Like, why are you crying? Yeah, da, 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 When like, you're human. You're allowed to cry. Like, Correct. you're allowed to cry happy tears. You're allowed to cry sad tears. You're allowed, to, allowed to cry frustrated tears. Correct. Um, and I think that that's something, again, we've discussed it at length, where like, that's not something that they've done in the wizarding world is is to have that readily available. But again, these were written in times where like in the real world, we weren't talking about mental health no. and you, it would all be hush hush. Like, Oh, like don't mm-hmm. say that you go to therapy or don't say that you talk to someone or take medication for that. Or like, I know in my own life that like I was having struggles when I was in high school and I was like, I don't know why you would tell your friends that you're like upset. And I was like, I don't know why you think that's wrong for me to tell my friends that I'm like upset about something or anxious about something. I'm like, that's, I'd have nothing to talk what's, about now. What's friendship <laughs> for? What's friendship for? Yeah, if I mean, not talking about the real things, yeah. you know, in life. Yeah. And like, I'm, I've gotten better where like, I've, I'm getting better in my nowadays lives. If I'm upset 
And if people say something to do, like, tell me, and it doesn't always happen. We're like, this is, I'm like, I'm allowed to feel how I'm feeling. So like, let me just process and deal with that. And you might not like, and I'm not trying to be mean to anyone, but like, I'm allowed to feel, you're allowed to feel, everyone's allowed to feel their feelings. Yes. Um, so there's that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't even know what the original question was. Let's just go to the next one. Um, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Also, shout out to Kara. She got bingo for Ravenclaw. And Woo-hoo-hoo! that means that the house cup goes to Hufflepuff. Yeah. What? Out of left field. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. With 510 yes, stinky points. Stinky little badgers. Woo. Ravenclaw in second, 430. Oh, yeah. Congrats to Puff. Good work. Um, okay. Fan story time? Yeah. Please and thank you. This fan story comes from December of 2019 from Bethany. Bethany Hello, says... Bethany. Hi, I just found your podcast about three weeks ago, and I'm still in Prisoner of Azkaban, or Azkaban, however you prefer. So I'm not even sure if you're still doing Potter stories, but I wanted to share mine just in case. My name is Bethany. Here we are. <laughs> right? My name is Bethany. Mm-hmm. I'm a Hufflepuff. Yes. My Patronus is a weasel. And my wand is 12 and a quarter inches, cherry wood with a phoenix feather core, quite bendy flexibility. I was first introduced to Harry Potter like so many others by my mother. I was a freshman in high school and my mom bought the first and second books to read to my youngest brothers at night. I had been a huge bookworm as a kid, but as one of the few freshmen allowed to take AP classes, I had very little time for reading what wasn't schoolwork at that time. I would, us- I would occasionally go to my brother's bedroom at night and listen to my mom read to them and found the story very interesting, but life often got in the way and the book repeatedly got pushed aside for something else I needed to, needed to complete. Then my sophomore year, I had forgotten a book for independent reading at school and the only extra book a friend had was The Chamber of Secrets. It almost broke my brain to read a series non-sequentially, but I started reading and the rest is history. Luckily, JK mm-hmm. was pretty good about little refreshers in the first few books, and I knew enough from nights listening to my mom read that I jumped right into the second book with ease. It was torture when we had to go- had to get back to work after independent reading, and I could hardly wait for the day to be over. I went home that night and devoured the first two books and made my dad take me to Target on Saturday so I could buy the third and fourth. Love it. I vividly remember when the first movie came out and seeing it with my mom and younger brothers as a family who were all obsessed with Harry Potter. Although I have to be honest, I didn't much like the movies at the time. I went early and often to every single one, but I would get so angry at the changes or, to, or the pivotal <laughs> things that were left out or changed in a way that affected the entire story. As I got older, I came to appreciate the movies for what they are, separate from the books, and now I love the movies almost as much as I love the books. I've reread the series countless times, and each time I feel like I get something else out of it. Something new pops out at me. Whenever I'm sad or lonely or depressed or just need to remind myself to just slow down, I settle in for a long reread of my favorite books. Each time it's like coming home again and the feeling of safety and calm I get from reading fills me like no other book series ever has. These books, Harry and Hogwarts, have also taught me so much about myself and who I am as a person. 15-year-old me would probably be so mad at 34-year-old me. I was a very intense teenager. I had certain expectations of myself and would beat myself up if I didn't live up to them to the point of self-harm. 
I was obsessed with control. Everything in my life seemed to be fall falling down around me, so I latched onto things I could control, and I held on tight, too tight. I was too busy back then. I was too busy for friends, for my family, for Harry Potter. I've learned to be easier, easier on myself, to give myself a break, to read that YA novel that looks interesting and will make me happy, instead of the NPR article that will make me sound smarter but will depress me. Mm. I learned self-care. I still carry the scars from all those years ago, but when I look down at them and get embarrassed or ashamed, I remind my... I remind myself to remember Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and Neville, and Luna, and George, and everyone who still carries scars from their battles, and I remember that all as well. Finding this podcast a few weeks ago, it honestly felt like coming home to a warm blanket and fluffy pillow. I had been very active in a Glee fandom podcast up until about six months ago, and I had been, feeling, I'd been missing feeling part of something like that. I had been missing fandom in all its forms, but especially the community of it. I absolutely love listening to you guys every day. So much of your humor and jokes sounds so much like my friends and I get together. I almost feel weird not joining in with the endless quotes from movies and television shows and commercials that nobody else gets when I quote them. I have to actively remind, actively remind myself that this is a podcast and you can't actually hear me. Keep up the great work, ladies. I'm so glad Spotify must have been listening to me talking about Harry Potter and then randomly recommended your podcast to me a few weeks ago. I work in, da I work in data entry, so you guys keep me company all day long. As I sail through the books with you. Bethany. Oh, and this got long, but I wanted to share this funny Harry Potter story. I can't remember which movie it was. Six, I think. I went to the midnight showing with some friends. And as there usually was at the time, a Twilight trailer played. And once it was over and the moment or two silence before the next trailer started, someone yelled, You'll always be Cedric to us. When I tell you the theater erupted <laughs> in cheers and laughter, oh man, it was incredible. And I still laugh about it to this day. That is so funny. That is so funny. I love that story because I really like how... I just like how you've explained your growth. Um, yeah. And, like, it's so true. Yeah, we we all have scars in our own ways, whether they are physical or mental or what. Um, but that you can carry on. That great. Yeah, you can carry on. And yeah. that could be a reminder of what you've overcome. I really, really like that a lot. So thank you, Bethany, for sharing your story. Um, yes, thank you. Who's ready for a joke? I am. I am. All right, this joke, I saw and saved it. I was like, yes, this is going to be it. Then someone okay. tagged me in it in our social flick group, and I super appreciated it. And I was like, I don't know if I should approve this because I want to use it for my joke, but I figured it should be <laughs> shared within the world anyway. So it has been approved, I think, twice. So here we go. I liked the Harry Potter books and movies, but I just feel like the character Nearly Headless Nick was a bit poorly executed. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, uh, Eminem's falling out of our dispenser because she's doing her little... I, uh, I looked up jokes about wings because of why not? Wing. And the first one is inspired. That's weird. What do you call a fly without wings? A land. A walk. Oh, a walk. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, how does a turkey drive a car? He wings it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that one's not kind. No. Yeah. All right. Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. <laughs> Myself and Katie are on Twitter, Instagram. 
Twitch, and TikTok at the Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. <laughs> Can I talk about my Instagram for a second? <laughs> my friend tagged me or did something, and I saw oh. my old... Um, <laughs> My old Instagram handle, and it was like O'Malley Girl Eleven, and I think it was like GRL, and I was like, "Whoever let me do that?" <laughs> oh my goodness! Should we talk about ourselves then? <laughs> mm-hmm. I did something. I finished. I did something bad. A book, and it felt so good. So I finally finished a court of Wings and Ruin, and let me tell you. That I read the end of that book so fast. I guarantee I missed things. But it was a trip. And I loved it. I loved it. So I started, um, what is it? A Court of Frost. And Starlight. And Starlight. So I started that. That's the, that's the I smaller love, I one. I know I've read all of these, but I love that you look to me, the person that can't remember anybody's, any title to any book. Is that Ugh. the right one? So, yeah, really, really great. On to the next. Bat Boys. Bat Boys. Bat Boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Nothing. Let them take me. (laughs) Pick me up. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) All right, perfect. Okay, so I finished, yeah, I finished that book. Started, I only read the first chapter of um, Frost and Starlight last night. Enjoying it. Love it. And as of this recording, my friends, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD gets released tomorrow on Nintendo Switch. Are you excited? I hope that you are. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Is that spelled wrong? To not. No. (laughs) Yeah. Did that say trilogy? Triology. Anyways, um, yeah, I can't wait. It's no, you don't have to do motion controls this time. That's why I definitely stopped playing it. So I have not finished this game. So it'll be a whole new, it'll be like a whole new playthrough for me. So I'm really excited about that. And what else? What else is going on? Just. Enjoying my summer. It's been nice. Has it? Nice. Yeah. All it's done lately is rained. Yeah, but at least I'm not at work. (laughs) I can't say the same. I know. It's rained. This is my part. And that's. I'm enjoying my summer. I'm happy for you. Megan and Katie left yesterday. There were some tears. Yeah. But I enjoyed my time with you. Yeah, you're all right. You could. You can talk. I'm gonna say spoilers right now. Just threaten you <gasps> with them. Just kidding. I would never do that. I only cried because I had to say goodbye to Alana. Let's be real. Shut <laughs> you. <laughs> oh man. But like honestly, is that a mark of turning thirty? Whenever like you live away from your friends and then you go visit and you're like so sad to leave their kids. Is that hmm. is that a? Well, to be fair. <laughs> Alana's amazing, and I know that, um, is it Evie? Yeah, Chrissy's little girl Evie. 
Oh my god! Just it's so jarring Sweet. how quickly they change and you know. It is a cool ant thing. Okay, yeah. Sweet. <clears throat> I never worry because it just depends on the day if she likes me or not. So it's true. <laughs> um. So yeah, oh. we flew home yesterday. Our flight was very late. It was supposed to take off at nine thirty. Didn't really take off until like. 10 15 10 something like Oof, that that's um terrible i know there's been longer delays but yeah. any flight delay really well blows. like 10 minutes when it's that late is annoying even like it, it could be yeah. 10 minutes it could be an hour like all of it's annoying whenever your flight is that late um so we i read all night last night while we were at the airport while i was on the plane while i was in the uber back to our apartment like literally uh just read i'm currently reading a court of wings and ruin um katie finally Um, is starting like what chapter are you on Mm, very close you know that means nothing to you very, it does in numbers i'm very close I know to how many part num- three chapter. i'm like i think just a chapter or two away from part three um in the book which is like now i gotta look chapter 51 or something like that um so it, what there's like 81 chapters or something like genuinely i could finish it tonight if i stay up late enough which is quite a possibility that that may happen <laughs> so yeah um but yeah, I've just been reading a lot. We I chilled for two weeks in Ohio, and it was fantastic. So back to the real life. Yeah, kind of. Uh, we got Casey's today. That's true. I'll let Katie talk about it. Oh, I can talk now. Yeah. Okay. I'm just Whoa. kidding. <laughs> Meg's like, yeah, so Katie started reading this book. Thanks. That's what I was going to say. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Our lives are one. It's cool. (laughs) Yeah, I finally started this uh, path of awesomeness. Before we talk about it, how did you like Annie LaRue? I really liked it. I really liked it. That's a one and done, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, It was super good. It is a really good message for life, honestly. Um yeah yeah it was like you reach a point where you just can't stop reading it and i kind of like just flew through it after that mm-hmm. but yeah i, I highly did anybody it. else cry reading it or was that just i me didn't and cry my i didn't cry <laughs> <laughs> i could see how you definitely could though i mean there were moments yeah. to cry that's for sure yeah um i kind of i think that was one book i didn't ruin the ending for mm-hmm well, there you go. Mm. But yeah, I finally started uh, reading Akatar, which I realized that's a thing. So I'm sure in yeah. a couple a couple days I'll be like all about it. But right now I'm like 20 pages in, so I have no idea what's about to happen. Good stuff. Just get to the fourth book. That's the best one. I mean, the- <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. The, I'm the only one that's read it twice. <laughs> but yeah, we <laughs> spent two weeks in Cleveland. That was super cool. We were back home now. Finally went to Casey's at Magic Kingdom because it was finally reopened after more than a year. Yeah. Got my chili cheese dog. Got my cheese fries. Mm-mm. Got our frozen mint julep. Mm-hmm. So Had good. a little picnic on the hub grass. Very nice. And that was literally all we did. And then we left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. 
And fingers crossed and good vibes that I can get a registration ticket to run this 10K that I want to do. And that I have mm. the strength and um, discipline to do it. Because <laughs> I really want to. You can do it. I think you can do it. Thanks. That registration for the digital is tomorrow, right? For the 5K. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. So if you are a fan of Run Disney, which if you are, you already know that registration happened mm, the 13th. Yesterday. Two days Two ago. Two days ago. Two days ago. It was crazy. For wine and dine. Tickets for tickets for uh Oogie Boogie. Crazy. That was nuts. <laughs> but yeah, so if you run their digital races, that's uh, tomorrow. Digital, digital races. Mm. Just you and me. Your feet. That's not how it goes, but. <laughs> digital, digital, get down. Yeah. Throw it. Katie, Katie, you can do it. Thanks. Yeah, you can, you can do it. You can do it, Katie. Think I get can. that app, so that Couch to 5K app, but just, you know, add another five. <laughs> they, have, they actually have a couch of 10k but it you have to pay for more than a week's worth of it so i'm gonna do some research so we'll see yeah you could figure it out we'll see <laughs> also just like loving being with my cats again because i miss them yep i can imagine you can talk now sarah otherwise i'll just talk about my cat for three hours <laughs> i could talk about your cats go ahead <laughs> they're cats they're cute they say me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What do I normally update people on? Because you know I'm not doing Books. anything. So You always say that, and then you <laughs> always say a ton of things. I'm not doing anything. I, I read know. a library last weekend. <laughs> I read a whole no, it's full, no, library. No, I was reading last week. I believe I started reading Being Mortal um, by Atul Gawande. Um, and it's Being Mortal, Medicine, and What Matters at the End, which was like, a very good book. It's kind of eye-opening. And he um, is a doctor. He's a general surgeon at, like, I think Brigham Young in Boston. And it just kind of talks about, like, different things he's learned, like, with with people's, like, end-of-life, um, like, care and, like, how we treat it and, like, there's stuff about, like, assisted living and nursing homes and, like... Um, all of those things. So like, it, it was such a good read. And my mom, who knows, like I want to go most likely go on the aspect of like, um, going back to school and f- like finishing nursing and doing like hospice and things like that. And like more of end of life care. And she sees me reading this book and my mom is a, like, she's a nurse. So she's been in healthcare for like over 30 years. She sees me reading. She's like, why are you reading that? She goes, that's supposed to be a really good book. Why are you reading that? And I was like, mom, you know, like, I want to I want to read more things from that point of view and like that aspect. So I actually bought bought more two more books that I haven't started yet that are like on um kind of like end of life care basically and like that kind of like realm. Um so it was a very good read. Obviously it was more medical than I was expecting, but also more like there was people's stories in there. Um <clears throat> and like kind of like how to change your not so much your views, but like how the, the how to start the conversation and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. um, it was just it was good. It was really good, and I'm glad that I bought it, and I'm glad that I read it, um, and I really liked it. And then I read um on a, a totally 
different kind of book, Neon Gods, which is very much an adult book. But it's like a Hades Persephone retelling. Um, <clears throat> very good. I enjoyed it. Um, and I think it just came out. So it's like part of a series, at least I'm assuming, because it's called like Dark Olympus number one. So I'm assuming there's going to be more. But I wonder if it's going to be like each book is like a focusing on like a different god. But like it's different to where like it's not um, like it's still Olympus, but they're not like immortal gods. They're just like they're political figures. And that like when like say um like Aphrodite when she dies or whomever is Aphrodite dies then like they just get the un- the next person uh I don't know if they're like elected or um if they're like picked or like just chosen at ra- not at random but like they like I don't know exactly how it works cuz there's also the three legacy position so it's Hades Poseidon and Zeus are like the legacy like so whoever is Hades or Zeus or Poseidon like they have their next son I think like take their position like when they die so it's like a little different I enjoyed it <laughs> very adult <laughs> um I read it was hot yeah it was, it was a good quick read what does the cover say doesn't it you posted something about it. Oh, does it? Does it, it say it something says, on its cover? It says something. Oh. <laughs> what does it say? What does it say? I didn't even you didn't notice that? <laughs> That's the first thing I saw. Oh, God. It's at the topic goes, one taste is all you need. Neon gods. And this is unspeakably hot from Entertainment Weekly. So that's what I saw. Hilarious. Um So I enjoyed it. Quick read. Um it's it just came out, I think, like last month um and i don't know what i'm gonna read next to be honest with you and then um other than that i'm getting ready i'm doing if you've ever watched hot ones my friends and i are doing the hot wings hot ones challenge all the hot sauce came in the other day um so i'm like now like i'm nervous because i have to make a lot of hot wings um my friend's like just get chicken nuggets and i was like that's not no, we're going to do like a hot wings challenge with hot right wings, like, wings and like, yeah. but it, it's also like, there's like 10 people doing it. So I have to make like a hundred hot wings and I'm like panicking. I literally, ha- I was dreaming about it last night. I was dreaming about making wings in Disneyland and I'm not <laughs> kidding. This is all part of my dream. One um, of because us. I, I must also be panicking about, cause I'm going, going there. So that's my life. Oh god! panicking about the future. <laughs> um, she says, "When does this come out?" I don't know. Probably. Oh, not by next week. That's what I, I was gonna say. If like, anyone knows anything about Savannah, let me know. But I'll already have been there. <laughs> yeah, panic about the future. <laughs> I forgot Stop to it. mention also that I've recently thwarted my last accident-prone ridiculousness. I cut myself on a whisk once, but. Yesterday, oh. I cut myself on a rounded tray table and, like, really chunked out my finger. So that was cool. How? I don't know. Literally, like, it was so bad. I, I had to ask the <laughs> flight attendant for a Band-Aid because I was like, I don't know if you guys even have Band-Aids, but, like, we really need one because it was one of those things where, like, her finger, you could tell that it was, like, 
kind of like in shock at what happened <laughs> and like it wasn't bleeding yet but like you knew it was gonna bleed whenever it started bleeding it like bled through your bandage you want to yeah. you want to talk about uh things like that so i made oh god um, yes made, for all of us for swish i made butterbeer ice cream and when i tell you that it's identical to the stuff at universal i'm not lying Truth. but it was hard right because it's frozen solid and the second night, because we didn't eat all of it. So the second night, I'm like scooping it out because um, my friend was over. So I wanted her to try it. And I was like scooping it out or whatever. I cut my hand on a spoon. <laughs> on a spoon, folks. <laughs> yeah. I hear a that. spoon. <laughs> I like looked at it. I'm like, oh, my, my hand is cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, literally. Oh, yeah. That's some Aries type stuff. I mean, I literally, I, I mean, I broke my toe on a pool table once because I kicked it because I was like just messing around, not like meaning to. That's my life. (laughs) Yeah, I cut my cut myself on a spoon. I've also cut myself on a butter knife, which people seem shocked by, but I'm like, it's still a knife. It's still a knife. There's still ridges on there. All yeah, right. I sliced right. my finger at work washing it because I have like reusable utensils that I bring in because like one, it cuts down on plastic and two, half the time there's no silverware anyways, like in our break room. So I bought like real like there's silverware um, <laughs> and I cut something up. I don't remember what it was and I was washing my knife off and I'm like, I hope I don't get cut. Next thing I know, my fingers kind of like, ah, gosh, I'm like this is just great. It's my yep. life. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Anyways, if you have any book recommendations, my um, it's usually people Instagram me. My TBR totally is fine. full, but send them anyway. <laughs> yeah, I literally. So my friend answered that I counted how many books are on my dresser to read. And there was 22. But also, I forgot that there were books on my floor and on my desk. <laughs> She's like, Jesus, you can only read one thing at a time. I was like, yeah, well, technically, yes, that is true, but also false. Ooh, I have. It just made me but think. But that's less than how many I've read this year. I um, I always have like an audio book going and a physical book going at the same time. So I am listening to Half-Blood. It's almost finished. And I have two Audible credits, so if you have a recommendation for me on something for, like, on Audible, let me know, because obviously, I I listen to Audible at different times. Like, I listen to Audible when I shower or walk, um, Fozzie, and if I'm by myself driving, I'll listen to it. You know what I did the other day? What did you do? So, if anyone's ever seen, there's, there's this thing I do, if I, especially if I've had a bad day at work or a long day and I need... Just like a glass of wine when I come home, which doesn't happen often, but sometimes it does. But there's those things. It's like a a little wine holder that I put in my shower that like they people like you see people using in baths. So I call it shower wine. Well, my. um, Oh, shoot. What's it called? My paper white. My Kindle is waterproof. So I read in the shower the other day. I was like, this is delightful. <laughs> Although I saw someone like online that like reads legitimate books in the shower. Um, and I was a little surprised by it. like, yes, her books get wet, obviously, but not like sopping. But I'm like, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I don't want to stand I read and my read paper for that long. Yeah, I, that's that's yeah. My well, I, <clears throat> I have to leave my conditioner that in my hair sense. for a while. And, but like I also because 
because I don't take baths, mm-hmm. especially because my tub doesn't like not clog or whatever, but it do- doesn't have like a stopper to do that. Anyways. It doesn't clog. So my my shower wine holder is up higher because like it would be stupid for me to have it like bath length because I'm not that short. So I'd have to bend down. See, all these things make me laugh because I want to be out of that shower as fast as possible. Which is funny because you take the longest to get ready. I have a lot of hair. (laughs) Um, So what I did was I I put my Kindle where my wine would have been to hang it on that little thing and read from there whilst I was like nice, shampooing nice. and like conditioning and, you know, washing myself. <laughs> Why? Let's end this. Oh, goodness. Good times. Megan. Why are there so many notes on the side of this because thing now? Dude? A, lot, a lot of, a lot of things happen, Bev. We Should we start swearing? No. No, because the Discord is live. What is real? Like Kermit's arms. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know who typed this, but it's very good. For Sasa and Soapboxes, because that's where you were tonight, and it's great. And for Friends and Feels. So we'll do that. Feel your feels, people. Feel your feels. Feel them. So that concludes <laughs> this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply